0: This is the Think Courageously podcast. I'm your host, Deb Cummins Stellato, and I'm here to challenge successful women like you to find the courage to make pivots so that you can ignite your life and expand your limited thinking about change. I'm a certified life and leadership coach, and I'm excited to share my stories and insights into igniting energy from within. When I was a kid, I had a poster on my wall with a quote from Helen Keller, life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. Are you ready for a daring adventure? Are you looking for the best version of yourself? If so, you're in the right place. Let's embrace the adventure of sparking potential together. excited to be here today. I'm going to do something totally different than I've done because I feel like it and to be honest yesterday was my birthday. I love me my birthday and it was a really weird birthday obviously because of this whole quarantining thing and I just got this idea in my head that it would be fun to ask my fabulous listeners what they would like to know about me that they may not know. And so I got some great ideas from Facebook uh, and some emails. And so we're going to play Ask the Podcaster today, which should be very fun. Now probably fun is the first thing that you might say. I'm usually quite serious on these podcasts, uh, quite insightful, sometimes emotional. What I really want you to know about me is that I personally am hysterically funny. I have a great sense of humor. My daughter and I always laugh that we are the funniest people that we know because we think that we are. And uh, I look at life through a very funny lens. So I'm going to be candid like I always am and honest like I always am, but I'm also gonna have some fun doing this. So our first question today is from a member of the Light Beamer community uh, and somebody who is in my growth circle. And so, thank you, Leanne, for asking this question, which is, "How did I get my love for leadership? How did I get my love for leadership?" It's a great question, and I've really had to think about it. And I often, I often talk to my clients about. You know their daughters and so i'm thinking about myself as a young girl and i like to always remind moms that bossy little girls become ceos of their own company now i'm not going to say i was super bossy because i grew up in a household where being smart was just expected and leading was just expected my parents were both very active in our community in a variety of different ways. My dad was the national president of Easter Seals. My mom was the president of the Board of Education. For God's sake, my mother had her doctorate in educational leadership. So there was a lot of leadership going on in my house. And I think that I really developed my own thinking around leadership when I was in college. Um, I went to Muhlenberg College, which where the heck is Muhlenberg College? Muhlenberg College in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And while I was there I went to school but mostly I participated in various activities. So I was on student government and I was a resident advisor. But the thing that I really loved and found my calling in when I was in college was being what was called an orientation leader through the admissions office. And I loved this co curricular involvement so much because I got to work and lead my peers and also have some influence over incoming students. So I think that it started there and uh, I grew in my responsibilities with that orientation program. And my very first job, real job, was at Muhlenberg College as the first director of student activities. So I actually graduated with a degree in social work and then I got my master's at Villanova University, go Wildcats, go Wildcats, um, in organizational development. And actually my experiences in college helped to inform that specific interest in organizational development, which ignited my interest in leadership. And when I was done with that program, I ended up going back to Muhlenberg and creating something called the MILE program, which was the Muhlenberg Institute for Leadership Education, where I recruited very high potential Incoming freshmen, and they went through a leadership, a full year leadership program with me, Um, and hopefully they came out on the other side even better than when they started. And actually, I am really fortunate because of Facebook because I get to see uh, where many of them have gone, and and gotta say, pretty good instinct. Many of these people have gone on to become adults who are leading great lives. So. That is where I got my love for leadership, Leanne. So now I'm going to mix it up with a funny question. My fabulous virtual assistant, Kristen, asked me about my love for the theater. And I'm just going to make a small plug here. Kristen is amazing. Her daughter, Owen, goes to University of Michigan, is and is a theater major. So we've talked a lot about theater together. And I don't know if Kristen knows this, but I actually had every single dramatic lead in high school. Um, I had no experience acting, except you've listened to me, and you know that I can be a bit dramatic. So I went to high school, and uh, I starred as Corey Brett in Barefoot in the Park I was uh, in Harvey I was in Blythe Spirit um, up the down staircase I actually you know at that time it was kind of a big deal that I got a lead as a sophomore and I just continued as that drama diva throughout my high school career what makes me sort of sad is that I picked Muhlenberg because of their awesome theater department But when I got to college, for whatever reason, I just had been in a very insulated place when I was in high school. And when I got to college, I was very, I went there because it was super familiar. So when I got to the theater program, and I remember so specifically going backstage and being so enamored with it, I just was as a freshman, as an 18 year old, I think I wasn't ready to connect with the diversity of people that were part of the theater program. So I have never been on a stage since that time, except in my mind and in my living room. And so I took a lot of my excitement for theater, live theater, and brought it home, so to speak. And have always enjoyed going to the theater. Being a Jersey girl, I grew up close to New York City. We went to shows quite frequently. I was very fortunate. Uh, my husband and I love to go to Broadway shows. We actually love to sing Broadway shows in our car, which is really fun for people who might be the passenger in that car. Like we can really, really belt out pretty much any song from guys and dolls. We really have a lot of expertise in that particular area. So That's where I got my love for theater. I'm really lucky that I'm married to somebody who loves that. And also, I'm very lucky to be married to someone, my husband, Fred, who thinks I am both hysterical and um, incredibly talented as an actress. Of course, I will leave it to him to defend that, but I I think he would say that. So another curious question from my coach, Alexandra, um, is what is the last generous thing that I did and I love this question Alexandra so thank you for asking it and it's funny I don't really think about this much because I honestly feel without patting myself on my on the back that I do this every day in all sorts of ways like literally today I just got off the phone with a friend of mine from my IPEC coaching program who wants to start a podcast and she called me to see if i could help her and so i oftentimes give away my expertise to others i'm very generous with my knowledge and my wisdom and what i've learned um, and that's really really important to me because one of my core values is around inspiration and enthusiasm so being able to support others on their journey is incredibly important to me it's it's funny i've never been a competitive person and i wonder if those two things go hand in hand in some way that i feel that i just want to be a cheerleader i mean i know it's hard to believe another little known fact about me and this answers one of the questions from my other coach april Is that a little known fact? Would be that I was a cheerleader in high school again, crushing it, making the squad when I was a sophomore, and um, I'm telling that story because. Let me. I'm digressing to April's question. Let me go back to Alexandra's question. So I think where I see my generosity in its truest form is just being real and open with people and sharing my gifts with others, in ways that don't don't always equal dollars like most times it doesn't equal dollars it just means showing up and being fully present with people supporting them helping them to be their best maybe sprinkling some of what i have in there um, and just being that person who lives a life of generosity and abundance i think those things are just critical and core to who i am so that's that question Um, I'm going to jump now. I'm going to finish up the April's question, the little known fact about me. So the little known fact about me is that I love watching sports. I started this love of watching sports. I grew up in a family that loved football. If you could see my face, I'm just smiling ear to ear, just thinking about this memory. For some reason, when I was a kid, Um, I loved the Miami Dolphins I grew up in northern New Jersey where one is trained conditioned and oftentimes uh, you know forced to be either a Giants fan or a Jets fan and my parents were big time Giants fans big time I was raised on Giants and I did the unthinkable when I married Fred which was switch to becoming an Eagles fan but I really wanted to live a happy life so sometimes we compromise but um, when I was in high school, m- our football team and wrestling teams were always really great. And our football team, my senior year, went to the state finals. And I got to cheer at the Meadowlands at Giant Stadium on the field. I was on the field. And that was such a fun experience for me. So that's a little known fact. Uh, the other sports things um, have to do with the uh, I was talking about my family's love of football so I became this Dolphins fan and for whatever reason I'm usually not like this at all so I have no idea where it came from but I got really excited about learning everything about these Dolphins and I I remember I had like a file box where I would watch the games and I would write down the person's number and I would put everything I knew about that person in the file box maybe I should have been a sports statistician who knows That could have been quite the career for somebody who is a total math phobe. Uh, Just had that big, huge light bulb that went on. It was way before people were, you know, running all the background information on sports. So uh, I came to know and love football because of that. Um, I never was myself quite an athlete. As a matter of fact, I'm really um, quite unathletic. It's funny, I grew up in the 60s, and we didn't have uh, opportunities to play a lot of games. I do remember that in college, I joined the lacrosse team because we started a lacrosse team, and uh, two of my friends were like, let's play lacrosse, and I lasted with that for about a day. But I I have always been an avid sports watcher, and with my husband, we love the Phillies. We loved the Eagles. Um and I love Villanova basketball. So those are, that's all to say that I love sports. I'm having a very hard time in the pandemic without them. Um, and I think sporting right now looks to me like uh, doodle wrestling in my family room. My two dogs wrestling. That's that's it. That's all the sports we've got right now. So that was a fun one. Thank you, April, for asking that. And April also wanted to know what my biggest leadership challenge has been or what it is and how have I maneuvered to rise above it or conquer it and I love that question uh, I just recently had a conversation with one of my coaching clients about something that was actually really traumatic for me um, in the early part of my career in student affairs and that was uh, I supervised a team of RAs and one of those RAs committed suicide and Uh, It was nothing short of just horrific and upsetting and he hung himself and there were so many different consequences to that day in my professional life in ways that I would never have been planned or prepared for. It really taught me so much about myself and about probably a lot about courage um, and my ability to get through difficult things. So that was one that for some reason my head went to that this week and just talking in that space around trauma. But I would also say that um, the other biggest leadership challenge I can have is working around difficult people. And for me a difficult person is somebody who's uncoachable, somebody who has to be right all the time. And uh if you listen to my Mother's Day episode two weeks ago, I talked a little bit about my mom always needing to be right. And so I'm as I think about this, I think I have an issue when I am working with people who have asked me to come in and lend my support to something and at the end of the day are just not in a space to be receptive. And I've gotten much better with this. I I now practice something called detached involvement, which is really having the ability to be fully present, fully engaged, be completely um, part of that coaching relationship, but also not stressing out about it if things are not going in the way that they should I always had a problem when I was supervising people with letting people uh, go. It just was something that I was really bad at. And not because I didn't give them feedback, but just because I always have chosen to believe in the good of people. And I suppose over the years, I've learned to interpret that or understand that more as just really having a challenge around people who are uncoachable, uncoachable or not able to listen. Um, So I would say the way that I've dealt with that is, again, practicing this detached involvement where I don't take things so personally. I used to really, really, really take everything personally, uh, which was very hard to do in my professional life. It was something I beat myself up about things, and I've really gotten past that over the years. I I don't do that beating up anymore, which is really good for everybody. Uh, So... That's a great question, April, and one that I hopefully answered well. Here's another question from uh, one of our listeners, which is, what is my favorite laugh out loud memory from my business now or the past? So many of you know me. You've seen me live on video. You've seen me in Facebook. You've seen me show up in a lot of places. And I'm just going to say – I'm going to paint the picture Jersey girl high maintenance manicures pedicures spa construction job site executive director construction hammer nails I don't really think I need to say a lot more than that uh, but how I looked in A safety helmet. The only thing that was funnier than that for me and other people was really how very little I progressed with my construction skills over the years at Habitat. Um, I just, I guess I don't have very good hand-eye coordination. I had so many amazing patient volunteers who tried to help me over the years who would say, you know, hold your arm up or Uh, you can hit that a little harder or be careful don't let that board hit you in the head or don't trip on that piece of garbage that happened to fall into the job site but I would have to say that just me being me working as the CEO for a construction company is laugh out loud funny like let's be serious oh yeah I even had, I remember this so clearly, I went out, I bought myself work boots, they had pink laces, of course they had pink laces, so yeah, I, I love that question, I think Leanne asked that also, um, and it does make me laugh out loud, and I really have learned the importance of not taking yourself so seriously. Over my career, I've learned that when you work with students, and I've worked with students for so many years, there were always moments of things that were funny. Um, and working at Habitat, there were always things that were funny to me because of just who I am, a Jewish Jersey girl working for a Christian organization in Pennsylvania that happens to deliver on a construction product. It's just funny. Like, really. I mean, do you not think that's worthy of a um, comedy show? I think, I, I think maybe somebody will discover me through this podcast and it will be amazing, but I'm happy right where I am. So, um, And I'm going to finish up with a question that somebody sent me about a quote that I love. Actually, I have two more questions, two more questions. One is about a quote that I love. So in business coaching, executive leadership coaching. My new favorite quote is clear is kind, unclear is unkind. And that's a Brene Brown quote. I found it to be just such a beautiful, simplistic way to get people to think about boundaries, expectations, so many different things. But it is by far my favorite go-to quote these days. And of course, I mean, who does not want to be Brene Brownish? She's a goddess. And what she has to say, you know, I just read Dare to Lead and I literally underlined every word in the book. I did. I just, amazing. So yes, clear is kind, unclear is unkind. And then the other one, which you always hear in the beginning of my podcast is that Life is a daring adventure or nothing at all. And um, I definitely have lived my life that way. I love adventures. Um, I love to try new things. I've done everything from going off a zip line in uh, Fort Bragg to jumping off a cliff in Mexico to I just love to try things like. I guess I'm a little bit of a thrill seeker except because I'm so uncoordinated it just doesn't always work out well for me but we'll leave that to your imagination. I never technically got hurt doing any of those things but um, people were always in great fear around me when I did those things so those are my two quotes and then the last thing which I think is a great question because this podcast will go live on May 22nd 2020 and it is is a question about what i've learned from COVID 19 from this pandemic and what have i learned about myself during quarantine well first of all i am reminded that i love my home my house Um, i've learned that i can be pretty simple which i would not say is something i usually call myself but for example Uh, yesterday was my birthday oh did I say that before yes yesterday was my birthday and in years past I insisted that people celebrate national deb appreciation month in May because of Mother's Day being 10 days before my birthday or like the same week so I would expect fairly grandiose displays of gratitude affection amazement and yesterday It was a much simpler day, and it was a great day, and I loved that. It was just wonderful. So I would say that learning um, that I can have less and be more um, is really important. And again, I think this circles back to another thing that I've learned during this time, which is that when you show up in a place of service with just a servant heart and from a heart-centered place, good things happen. And the people that have come into my life during this time have been amazing and wonderful and spectacular. And the collaborations that I've had with people have been amazing, wonderful, and fantastically great. Um, The writing, the piece that I've had during this time, the sharing, I did my first 10-day mindset reset during the pandemic, which was a blast and people seem to really enjoy. So I think sometimes we equate success with, you know, what's the, what is the return on investment? And I would say during this pandemic, I really literally have no idea. I don't know, but showing up fully being present and serving others has felt totally to me like the right thing every single day of this journey. So that, That, my friends, is the answer, final answer, final answer, final answer to this uh, riveting episode of Think Courageously. And as always, I thank you for joining me. Um, I really appreciate it, actually, if um, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a rating on your favorite podcast player. Um, even more, if you could write a review for me about, you know, definitely, definitely give a review about my humor because maybe I will be picked up by Comedy Central. So leaving a review just, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, just makes it uh, so that my podcast becomes more accessible to others. And I would also say that I'm very excited about a couple of new programs that I'm launching one is called the pivot project and that will be going live in june and um look for that still doing our spring retreat in july and there's a couple more spaces there so i really encourage you to follow me along follow me along on facebook and all of those fun places that you all hang out at and as i say after all these episodes Have a great day. Have a great week. And remember always, please remember always to think courageously. Thanks so much for being here. I hope you had as much fun as I did.